Good day, everyone. My name is Joe, and welcome to my podcast called Investigating Ikiga. Now, this first episode is going to be a bit of an introduction, firstly to myself as a person, and secondly to what you can expect from this podcast in future episodes. So let me start by introducing myself. My name is Joe Taylor. I am 32 years old and I am a minister in the Methodist Church of Southern Africa, where I am currently living and working in a small town in South Africa called Bethlehem. I've always been fascinated by learning about people's passions and interests and basically what makes them tick and what makes them passionate about what they do. And this is where this idea for this podcast came in. Now you might be wondering what the name of this podcast is all about, investigating Ikiga. What exactly is this Ikiga that we will be investigating? Well, Ikiga is a Japanese word that refers to someone's life purpose. Or to put it another way, that one thing that gets you up in the morning. The thing that gives your life meaning and motivation. Now, the main aim of this podcast is to interview a wide variety of inspirational people from all walks of life, listening to their stories and learning about their Ikiga, what it is that makes them tick. Now, there's a whole lot that will go into these conversations, um, and I'll mention some of them now to give you an idea as well. As a person whose faith is a big part of my life, I would also like to speak to some of our guests about their faith journey and whether they believe that their faith and their spirituality has played a part in determining their ikiga in any capacity or not. So while this podcast is not necessarily a faith-based podcast, I do believe that our faith and our spirituality plays a big part in helping us determine our life purpose and I'm hoping to in investigate this a little bit as well. I will not only be interviewing people from the Christian faith that I am a part of, but from a variety of religions and different worldviews. My hope is that this podcast will be informative, interesting and inspiring to anyone who listens in, as we listen together to the stories and the experiences of others who have discovered or who are in the process of discovering their Ikiga. For the first season of this podcast, the first couple of episodes, I will be focusing on other South Africans whom I've come to know and respect through my interactions with them. We have some incredible, exciting guests lined up, um, and I hope you are looking forward to hearing from them as much as I am. In future seasons and episodes, I hope to possibly expand my reach to people from all around the world who have influenced my life and the lives of others in special ways. I hope that through my interviews with them, you too will be inspired and motivated to find your Ikiga. 
So I thought that for the remainder of this first episode, which I will just be doing by myself, I will discuss some of my own personal responses to some of the questions and the topics that I will be addressing with some of my guests in the future episodes. So I hope that during this episode, you will learn a little bit more about me, a little bit about my personal Ikiga at this moment in my life, and that it will assist you as we carry on journeying on this podcast together. So first, what is Ma Ikiga? I believe that my reason for getting up in the morning, at least in this moment of my life, is to pursue love and justice for all. To spread hope, peace, love and justice in a world that is so clearly hurting and suffering. A world that is often full of hate, exclusion and violence. I think, I really do think that this is the thing that gets me up and motivated in the morning. When I notice some of the evils and the injustices perpetuated in the world and in the Christian circles that I am a part of, it motivates me to bring a different truth and justice and love into the world. Now, I primarily do this through the care of my family. Um, I have a wonderful wife and a two-year-old daughter. And my family in themselves are one of the reasons for me to get up in the morning. But more particularly, as I fight for equality and justice in the world, I am partly doing it so that my family can experience a future in this world particularly my daughter, because let's be honest, at this moment in time, the world and my country, South Africa, is not a lack of place for a female to grow up in. With gender-based violence and femicide running rap throughout our country and the world, I would love to be a part of the solution. I would love to do every little bit that I can to ensure that my daughter, my wife, my family will be able to grow up and live in a world that is a little bit more fair and just. Furthermore, as a minister myself, I'm able to pursue my life's purpose through my teaching and through the care of those in my local church community that I'm a part of. So that is, I think, in summary, where I think my ikiga lies in this moment of time and some of the ways that I'm able to focus on my life's purpose. Another question I'd like to touch on with some of my guests is, were there any particular life events that led them to discover their Ikiga. Now, personally, I think that the reason that pursuing love and justice has become my Ikiga is twofold. Firstly, my faith in Christ, I believe, has led me here. The more that I have read and learnt and studied um, about my Christian faith, 
the more I have realized that these two things, love and justice, uh, manner and mercy, were the things that Christ himself um, focused on. And it, it was the core of Christ's mission to the world. And as a follower of Christ myself, I believe that it is one of my core purposes as well. Secondly, the way that I've observed um, other Christians and churches perpetuate abuse in the world rather than love, hope and justice has spurred me on to show the world a different way. A more loving, peaceful, inclusive message that I believe to be the true gospel of Jesus the Christ. Now I need to acknowledge that I'm speaking and acknowledging these things out of a place that I myself have been in in the past. Strangely enough, I used to find myself firmly in that boat of being a judgmental Christian with a harmful theology myself. Maybe this is another reason why I'm so passionate about this ikiga that I've discovered. I've realized how much harm I have personally caused in the past. And I want to do whatever I can to make sure that no one else has to suffer similar harm again in the future. At least not if I can help it in my circles in any way or another. Now I've realized that it is a long, often tiring journey, but it is one that I think is so worth it and necessary in the world today. The next question that I would like to discuss during this podcast with my guest is the question about the intersections between faith and a life's purpose. I believe that many people come to discover their life's purpose and their ikiga with, um, because of the faith that they have discovered and the spirituality that they have formed in their life. Now, I have had many people asking me about my um, decision or my realization of my purpose being fighting for love and justice in the world. If it was despite my faith that it, I was led to this position. And I would say clearly, no, it is not. It was exactly because of my faith that I arrived here. Like I briefly mentioned, I used to be quite a judgmental person. Not because I woke up and actively chose to be so, but because of my theology and my understanding of God, it made me believe that some people were loved and others weren't. Some people were included in the things of God and others were not. But as my faith has matured and developed, I have come to realize how harmful my theology used to be. Now, there were two big eye-opening events in my faith journey that completely transformed my outlook on life and of faith. The first was when I decided to become a listener before I spoke. I actually started listening to people that I had previously excluded from the conversation. 
Instead of telling others what I believed was wrong or sinful, I started to listen to people's stories. I heard their perspective and I began to see the incredible work that God was doing in them and through them. The second transformational event that took place in my life was when I started to take my reading of the Bible seriously. Now don't get me wrong, I always respected the Bible, or at least I thought I did. I memorized my scripture readings at uh, Sunday school, I knew my Bible well, and I knew how to take verses and support an argument that I had. But I had never really dug into the Bible myself. Everything that I believed about the Bible was picked up from other preachers that I would heard before, usually fundamental evangelicals who held firmly to one particular interpretation of the scriptures. It was only when I went to study at seminary and encountered so many different voices and interpretations, particularly from black, brown, gay and female people, that I decided that I needed to start taking the Bible seriously. How did all of these people read exactly the same Bible as me and come to such different conclusions? This interested me so much. And so I have committed my life to studying and really digging in to the Bible. And the more that I read and the more that I learn, the more I realize how nuanced the Bible actually is. I realize that the Bible is not a clear instruction manual. At least it was never meant to be read in that way. It is a collection of stories of God's people throughout the ages as they learnt more and more about their God and how to live as God's people in the world. I've realized that what I'd always been told was clear in the Bible is definitely not clear at all. One of the most fascinating realizations I've come to about the Bible and the way we read it is that we all decide what lens we want to read the Bible through. Whether you are doing it intentionally or subconsciously, we all read the Bible with a particular lens. I used to read the Bible through an exclusionary one-size-fits-all lens. But now I choose to read the Bible through the lens of Jesus through the lens of love. And because of this new understanding of the Bible, I've fallen in love with it all over again. I've fallen in love with Jesus all over again. And the freedom and the passion that I've been given to pursue love and justice is immense and overwhelming at times. So if you had to ask me, has my faith, played a big part in determining my ikiga, I would 
100% say yes. It is because of my faith that I've come to realize my life's purpose in this moment. Another important question and something that I've realized in talking to people about this concept of Ikiga is that it often seems to stem from some serious wounds that have arisen in their life. Perhaps a child was orphaned as a, as a small baby. And because of the, the, the tough system that they had to grow up in, they've realized that there is a desperate need for this type of purpose or this type of life's calling or care in the world. Someone was once quoted as saying, and I can't remember the author at the moment, but they were quoted as saying as our life's greatest purpose is where our gifts and our talents and our desires meet the world's greatest need. And I think that's so beautiful. And I think a big part of my story when answering this question comes from, again, the way that I have realized I have hurt others in the past. And I would like to share a specific story. When I was just finishing high school, um, I had a couple of good friends who we always used to hang out with and just do everything together. And one of my friends and myself, and I, I won't say his name for obvious reasons, but we used to often just chill at home and watch TV. And I still remember clearly the one time we were watching a, a movie or a series. I can't even remember exactly what it was. But an image came up on the screen of two men kissing. Now, at that time in my life, I was very judgmental, very hypocritical, and I had very strong views about what I believed God thought to be right and wrong for various reasons. And as this image came up on the screen of two men kissing, I reacted by exclaiming my disgust. I said something silly like you or I can't even remember. But I never thought much about it. The day carried on and everything seemed to be fine. But that evening I went to drop my friend off at his house. And just before he got out the car, he turned to me with tears in his eyes. And he said, I don't think we can be friends anymore. He told me that he had realized for a while that he himself was gay. And he thought that I was someone he could trust. But after that day, he had lost all hope and faith in my ability to be a good friend 
to him, one that he needed. At that moment, I was shocked. I was heartbroken. I would like to think that if I had known about my friend's sexuality, I would not have reacted in such a way. But the more I thought about it, the more I realized that, is that a a good enough excuse? Should I have to wait until I know how people are feeling or what they have gone through or who they are before I am willing to treat them as fellow human beings? My friend and I went through months and years of a difficult time. I was not in a space, regrettably so, to realize my wrong in that situation. But the more that I have grown and developed and evolved in my understanding of God and the world, the more I've realized how much hurt I caused in my friend's life. And I lost a a good friend and a good friendship because of my small worldview. Now I know that is just one small silly example and the good news is that since then my friend and I have been able to reconcile our relationship. But it taught me so much in my understanding of the world and the way that I react and treat other people. Since I have grown in my beliefs and my faith, since I have become more inclusive in my theology, more loving with the focus on justice, as I mentioned earlier, I've begun to listen to more and more stories. And it is unbelievable how many stories I have heard about children who have suffered at the hands of others, such as my friend who suffered at my hands. I have heard of children who have been disowned by their parents, by extended family, by their church, by their pastors. And this is why I believe it is so important to help young people And everyone understand that God does not judge them for who they are. God welcomes them. God accepts them, I believe, just as they are. And God desires to enter into a relationship with them. So this was one of the big things in my life that has led me to my life's purpose. It has made me realize that I do have a voice in some of these matters. That I want to rectify some of the wrongs that I've perpetuated in my past. That I want to stand up for the marginalized, for the oppressed, for those who don't feel like they have a voice in the world and especially in the church. And there are many different ways that I believe I am trying to and can do this. And I'll mention some of those now. 
because the next portion of the podcast that I would love to speak to my guests about is just to dig into some of their personal interests and adventures that they are involved in. Because I think our Ikiga, our life's purpose, leads us to certain things that excites us. Now, as I mentioned, I am a minister in a Methodist church here in South Africa. And that comes with a whole lot of things that I do on a daily and weekly basis. But outside of my pastoral duties, there are a couple of things that really interest me and I think fall in line with my Ikiga. First and foremost, I have really fallen in love with the art of writing. I started a blog back in 2017 or so, and since then I have been doing weekly um, regular blog posts where I write about some of the intersections between life and faith. If you would like to follow along, I post those on www.harmonyofgrace.co.za harmonyofgrace.co.za I have a dream to hopefully one day um, write and publish a book or a few books depending on how it goes. But I'm still learning the process of what that takes and kind of honing my craft as a writer and an author. But I definitely think that is a way that my Ikiga falls in line with my passions. I believe in raising awareness and confronting social justice issues with humility and grace. I believe I can do this through the way that I write, both privately, publicly, and even through social media. Social media is one of those things that can be such a harmful thing. But I believe it can also bring life and joy if used correctly. So I have a couple of social media pages that I try to engage in on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And as draining and exhausting as it can sometimes be when you encounter the, the vitriol and the just condemnation mainly from Christians, um, through social media. It can really be disheartening. But I believe that God has called me to be a more loving, more inclusive voice in Christian circles. And this includes on social media. And so I do my best to um, be that voice in the world that I think so desperately needs it. Other than that, I really enjoy reading, my favorites being uh, fantasy, epic fantasy um, are some of my favorites. I think The Wheel of Time would probably be my all-time favorite, with Brandon Sanderson being my favorite fantasy author. Um, I also enjoy reading memoirs of people and hearing their stories, and then the, the progressive Christianity circles 
and the books that are encouraging people to find a new way of doing Christianity, of worshipping and following God in the postmodern world are things that fascinate me. I enjoy playing video games, playing board games, um, and I've always been quite a sporty person. Another one of my, my big, big passions is uh, music. I play a, a couple of different instruments. I uh, used to write songs. I haven't really in a while. I'd love to get back into it. Um, but yeah, all of these things, I think, are passions and interests of mine that fall in line with my ikiga and my purpose of spreading love and justice in this world. And then coming to the end of this first little introductory podcast, a question that I would love to ask all of my guests by ending off our time together is what are they, what brings them the most joy at this moment? And what is something that they are hopeful about for the future? So if I had to ask myself that question, what brings me the most joy in this moment? I would have to say my family. I have mentioned my family and I think in a world that is getting busier and busier and a personal life that is getting busy, just coming home to my family at the end of every day and spending the weekends that I'm able to in their presence is just a real joy and a, um, a beautiful time for me. And what gives me hope for the future is noticing the growing circles of people who I have noticed share a similar passion and ikigai as myself. People who are questioning the norm. People who are not afraid to doubt and grow their faith by asking serious questions and doubting the, the traditions and the way that things have always been done. Now, I believe in tradition. I believe that there is value in learning from the way that things have been done in the past. But if we just blindly accept everything that has been done in the past, we would still be living with horrible atrocities in the world, such as slavery, such as suppression of women. And I believe that we need to keep asking questions so that we are able to evolve, involve and include people who have previously and who are currently being excluded. So as I look around at the world and I see more and more people fighting for love, for peace and for justice, I certainly get hopeful about our future. And on a side note, the, the interviews that I have conducted in this podcast give me so, so, so much hope. When I listen and when you hopefully listen to the inspiring stories of some of the guests that I'm going to have on this show, I am inspired. I am hopeful for a future where love, peace 
and justice can be experienced by all. And so that brings me to a close for this first podcast episode. If you would like to follow along, please follow this podcast on your favorite streaming platform. I will be posting episodes uh, sporadically as often as I can. And please do comment or let me know of any suggestions of people you would like me to interview or other questions that you would like me to ask them. Let me know what you think and if you have any other recommendations. If you would like to follow along with some of my other channels and writings, you can find me as Rev Joe Taylor on Facebook or Twitter um, and YouTube as well as Rev Joe Taylor. I look forward to this journey with all of you and I'm very, very excited to see where it goes. So thank you once again for listening in today, for following along, and I hope that this podcast will inspire you and give you motivation to discover your Ikiga in the world. Grace and peace to all of you, my friends. Thank you.